Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Here to Inspire Radio. I'm your host, Aisha Nicole, and I am very happy to be bringing you another segment. Here on Here to Inspire Radio, we talk about health, love, wealth, relationships, anything that can assist us with living the best possible lives and living our best possible lives. So, I don't I want to cut to the chase and just jump right into this topic because I think it's an important one. A lot of people with all of the changes happening in the world right now have been going through various challenges in their relationships and whether it's their work relationships, personal relationships, their relationships with themselves, their relationships with their community around them and um I just think this is a really important topic to talk about. So tonight we're going to talk about triggers. What are triggers? How are people triggered? What does it mean to be triggered? You know, and I'm really hoping that I get some people to come in and chime in on this topic. But I don't have the Webster's definition of a trigger. But basically, my definition of a trigger is... An action or a word or something that someone says or it can be a sound or a scent or a sight of something that invokes a certain emotion in you that might be upsetting or make you sad or uh, make you angry or make you want to slap somebody or, you know, it, it triggers you, it triggers the side of you. And everyone has triggers, you know, often they are created in childhood or adolescent years or through trauma and different experiences that we may have in life Um, but I don't think a lot of us take time to sit with it and identify what our triggers are where they came from what the root and origin of them is once you kind of understand the origin and the root of something you often can manage it that much better you know through understanding you're able to have more control over the situation when it comes up and recognize them when they come up because unless you're going to move into a cave and live a hermetic life and alone you are going to have experiences with people and with humans and sometimes you just might be triggered sometimes you could just hear something you know and it brings up emotions in you and you might not understand why or what's going on someone could say something or make a statement and make you very angry and you might not even understand why you're so angry and you think it's the person's fault the person could be a stranger they might not know you or have any vested interest in you it may not even be personal often it's not but it feels personal because it touched your trigger I like to think of it almost like a, a wound that may not fully heal you may be functional and may have a scab on it and then every now and again someone may rub up against the wound and it hurts so if you rub up against my wound that's been in pain for whatever reason and it's healed you know I'm functional but then you come and just press your hand into it or step on the wound that's on my foot I'm probably gonna go off snap on you or snap at you or whatever the case may be because you you caused me pain now did that person intentionally come along to cause me pain more times than not no 
they may not even have known that they were causing me pain or that that part of my foot had a wound on it. So I'm using the foot metaphorically, of course. You know, I'm speaking more to scenarios and events that occur. So the benefit of understanding what your triggers are, or at least starting to pay attention to the things that make you upset or make you emotional or make you want to go off on someone is so one you have understanding for yourself and can maybe uh, leave certain situations if you want to or manage how you will respond in a situation but it's also helpful to once you have understanding be able to explain it to your loved ones or the people that are close to you um I think it's a really healthy exercise. Well, first of all, we should always be working on ourselves. You know, there's always a better you that's in there someplace. And there's one side, you know, we accept who we are, but there's just always room for growth and evolution and understanding. No one's really the same. You're not the same person you were 10 years ago or when you were 15 years old. We're always growing and evolving and expanding through experiences that we have with other people, through our work, through our education, through the things that we may experience in life. They're always um, changing us or helping us evolve. So this is just another step in your evolution. So if you happened upon this particular episode when we're discussing triggers, it was probably best for you to happen upon this episode today. Maybe it's been coming up in your life. Maybe you've been being triggered a lot lately. And, um, you know, you can start to think about the origin of those things, how it began, what you can do about it, why it's there. Is it something that you need to explain to other people? Um, Or do you just manage it within yourself and remove yourself from situations? It'll just spark the thought, you know, give you some time to think about some things. So get a glass of water a wine or a pen and a pad or whatever and jot things down if they come up for you but I just want to encourage you to start thinking about these things what are your triggers you know I um had at one point in my life a really great therapist and one of the exercises upon um when we first started working together was determining almost figuring out what your triggers are. I mean, he didn't use that language, but the exercise was for two weeks, every time something happens that irritates you, that annoys you, write it down. Whatever it is, somebody cuts you off in traffic or, you know, someone steps on your foot or someone keeps taking your lighter or someone takes stuff, moves it out of the way and doesn't put it back where they found it. Whatever it is that annoys you, write it down and then when I came back in for the next session we went through this list and from this list we were able to identify what my needs were and then it it totally took me by surprise I didn't expect to get that from that particular exercise I just thought I was becoming more aware of the things that annoyed me but he explained it like if someone annoys you for whatever reason often they may be stepping on a need that you have whatever that need is so for example I learned through this exercise that I have a need not to be told what I'm thinking 
So if someone came along and said, yeah, you did that because such and such and such and such, it would give, I would get a little irritated. I might not go off on anybody, but internally I feel the shift in my body and I'm a little annoyed, you know? And from that, we learned, okay, well, you have a need not to be told what it is that you're thinking. Because in my mind, hey, I'm pretty clear on what I'm thinking. You can tell me what you think I'm thinking, but don't tell me what I'm thinking. That's my personal thing. You know, and that's just one example. It was an amazing exercise. And I learned so much more about myself um, over this period, this two-week period. You know, how often are you annoyed by people? You know, are you always irritated by the things that other people are doing? Do you do some of the things that irritate you to other people? Because I found that happens a lot too. So... Triggers, triggers, triggers. What are your triggers? What makes you irritated? What makes you upset? And why? What happened? So I think I have a guest or someone that can comment on this or have a conversation. Because this week I don't have a special guest. But it looks like somebody wants to get in on this. So hold on one second. Hello, welcome to Here to Inspire Radio. This is Aisha. How are you? Hello, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, Thank you for joining me today. Um, Do you want to share your name? Yes, my name is uh, Bernard. All right, Bernard. Well, welcome. Um, So I'm talking about triggers. Are you aware of well, what do you feel about triggers? Do you know what a trigger is? Or what's a trigger to you, for example? Maybe not a personal trigger, but what does a trigger mean for you? A trigger for me is being told what I can't do. And I now realize that it is usually someone telling me that I can't do it. And they're trying to project onto me their fears surrounding that particular topic. And also, I realized that um, it's a trigger for me going back to my childhood because a lot of the times the adults in my life didn't allow me to do something because maybe they wasn't allowed to do it or maybe they were afraid to do it. So as a child, they prevented me from doing it. Hmm. And then now as an adult, it's a trigger from my childhood uh, because I feel someone is trying to limit my ability or project their fears onto me Mm. and how I deal with it is or how I have been dealing with it is that I realize that uh, these are their fears and it's not necessarily something that I need to own and I kind of look at them as a patient Mm. and 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 see that it's their fears and not my fears That's an interesting perspective. Now, have you always managed your your triggers this way? Or did you experience something that helped you recognize that this was even a trigger for you? Like, how did you even know this was a trigger? Uh, For me, it, 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 I kind of backed into recognizing my own triggers. One, by kind of crashing and burning a few times and then eventually landing myself into therapy Mm. and in therapy uh, 
along with some exercises, as you was talked about earlier, and I appreciate you bringing that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, exercise earlier, I, I realized that some triggers that I had, and in therapy, I also learned how to uh, a recognize them and then b uh, deal with them a little better. Now, and if you don't mind me asking, um, are you married? No. No. Okay. Um, well, in your relationships uh, that you've had, is this something that single. you... Single. You're single. Okay. Well, you've been in a relationship before? I have. Okay. In the past, did you ex- share this with your partners or did it come out when it came up? Uh, early on, I did not I did not share uh, with my partner because of my own fears of being judged mm. and uh, my own insecurities of, of how they may or, or may not look with me. And, and some of my triggers are, are kind of kind of dark, mm-hmm. so I, I don't feel comfortable with just sharing them with anyone. So early on in a relationship, I usually don't share the dark stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, but some of the things I will share what I what I found as a common thread is that you know, if people haven't dealt with their own stuff or, or are able to recognize their own triggers, it's hard for them to, you know, accept yours. Mm-hmm. So they hear you, but not necessarily understand you. So I can say, you know, hey, if you step on my toe, just to go with your, your foot analogy. Mm-hmm. When you step on my toe, it makes me feel like blah, 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 blah. Um, but if they don't recognize that or respect it enough, it seems as if that is it's nothing. It's like, oh, I just stepped on your toe. It's not a big deal. But mm-hmm. they don't know that I broke my toe and it's still healing and I got some rods in it or something like that. And just asking your opinion, you th- you're saying basically you think they did they do this because they may not be aware of their own triggers or they haven't done their own self-analysis and self-work. Is that? I just want to make sure that that's Cor- what our t- my takeaway was. Yeah. Okay. So it's... So I've even had a situ- uh, different situations where I've told people my triggers. They've told me theirs. I honor their triggers, but they don't honor mine. Um, so I think it can work both ways, you know? Like, they may know what their triggers are, but they're just only consumed with what their stuff is, you know? They don't, they're not tripping off of trying to honor what your triggers are. They may not even remember them. Like, how important is that for you at this point, um, now that you have this level of awareness in your relationships? How's, how important is this topic? Well, it's, it's very important because when you're talking about, you know, life partner, uh, wife or, or mate or whatever the case may be, long term, serious relationship, it's important to know, you know, one another's triggers or weakest. Mm-hmm. You know, look at the example of, say, uh, Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, Kobe Bryant, he's a great basketball player. And in his own right, Shaquille O'Neal is also a great basketball player. But at that time that I was talking about when they were with the Lakers, both of them, uh, Shaquille O'Neal is not a great free throw shooter. Mm. So it's important for his teammates to know that that's not his strong suit. So if he gets into trouble like double teamed or something like that, they need to make themselves available and free so he can pass the ball to them. Where if they didn't know that about them, you know, maybe they might just be mad at him for for uh, continuing to get fouled or getting fouled and missing the free throws, and, which is uh, making them lose the game. So I, I think it's very important for your spouse or mate to uh, 
know your areas that are, are troubling for you. Wow, well, that's a great perspective. I really appreciate you chiming in and, and sharing that with you. And if you don't mind me asking, um, did you know about the triggers before you started therapy? Or is that something that you discovered in therapy? I'm a big advocate for counseling, whether it's life coaching or spiritual counseling or uh, going to see a psychologist. So did you know that information prior to going into therapy or that's something you discovered through the process of the journey? Well, you know, by default, I knew about it because I'm, I'm actively living through it. Mm-hmm. I just didn't call it a trigger. Maybe I called it anger. Maybe I called it upset. Maybe I called it pissed off mm-hmm. or irritation or whatever the case may be. You know, hey, that person really irritated me or pissed me off or I don't like them because of X, Y, Z. But in therapy, they it allowed me to kind of narrow it down and actually give it a name. And once I was able to give it a name, I was able to pinpoint exactly what it is. And once I was able to pinpoint it, I was able to recognize it in its, its early stages. Mm-hmm. And from there, I was able to deal with it a lot better. But therapy definitely, uh, you know, is, is was very helpful for me in identifying all my triggers or most of my triggers. I really appreciate your transparency, Bernard, and, and you showing up. I just want to ask you one more question uh, before I let you go. Sure. Um, regarding um, therapy because you are um, a man and I've Thank I you. just have <laughs> I've met a lot of gentlemen that just aren't comfortable with the concept of therapy or I don't want to go and tell my pro- pay somebody to listen to my problems etc cetera, etc cetera. so um, I feel like that's a really big uh, solution to this issue or at least a, a something to assist you with discovering not just your triggers but just discovering more about yourself in the areas that you may have hangups on because again like i stated in the beginning we're all here evolving and growing and we're ever evolving beings we're always changing on a regular basis you know our bodies change every seven years you have a brand new body because the cells reproduce themselves so with that being said as a as a man and knowing the stigma around therapy like a lot of people think you have to be crazy to go to therapy or something like that and that absolutely has nothing to do with that at all um how did you become comfortable with the concept of going to speak to somebody? Um, How did you become comfortable? Not necessarily why did you go to therapy. I think that's personal. I, but. I, I became comfortable in therapy. You know, uh, going to therapy itself, it, it became, it got to a point where I really didn't, have a choice because the direction that I was headed in and the road that I was headed down was was uh, not so much a great place. And I spoke about uh, dark areas earlier. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those dark areas were, were coming up a lot for me. So I didn't want to continue to go down this road. So I really didn't have another choice. And you know, a lot of people, men especially, are uncomfortable with going to therapy uh and i'm not making this a a gender or a race thing but you know i am a uh, a black male american african-american and in my own family it was it was difficult going to my family because they didn't believe in therapy Mm -hmm. and they felt that 
therapy was for crazy people and they actually you know told me that I don't need therapy I just need to go to the pastor and have the pastor pray for me uh, and I, I knew that wasn't the route for me uh, because I pray on a regular basis but I really needed someone to talk to before I kind of jumped off the edge type thing. So I started to try therapy. I wasn't comfortable with it. I was very uncomfortable with it. Um, it's kind of like, you know, uh, running naked in a, in a, in a shopping mall mm -hmm. during Christmas season or something like that. Yeah. But I became very comfortable in therapy just by continuing to go and continuing to go and to listen and, and really, uh, look inward within myself to see what are some of the things that I can uh, adjust to make myself better. Hmm. Well, I really uh, appreciate your comments and your transparency and even vulnerability with sharing this information tonight, Bernard. Um, so thank you for calling in and um, keep listening and share with your friends and, and continue to do the work, man. I'm, I'm proud of you. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having this show, and I appreciate this topic. I definitely think it's something that we all should uh, at least discuss, if not with ourselves, at least with our immediate surroundings. Mm, I agree. Thanks, Bernard. All right. So um, that was great information. Uh, I really appreciate uh, that gentleman coming in and chiming in on this topic, especially the fact that he's a male. Again, um, I, I find that um, women in general tend to be a little bit more willing to dive into self-help or self-analysis um, than men for whatever reason. Based on my personal experiences, of course, I don't have any statistics. I haven't Googled nothing, but based on the people that I know, I know women that be a little bit more introspective um, when it comes to their, their themselves than, than, than men. So, um, I'm proud of that brother, you know, for, for doing the work for whatever reason. And that's the thing. Like we just have to do the work. We're always working on ourselves and those that don't, I just think that you just keep repeating the same circumstances until you get your lesson. We all come here to get different lessons, whatever they are, but you got something that you came here to do. You know, you came here to do something. You came here to be someone. Um, and we're always having to evolve and do this work. You know what? We don't have to do anything. There is free will. And there are tons of people, I think, honestly, more than not, that don't do anything. They're not doing any work. They're not even conscious of the fact that there's work to be done. They think that they're just fine, just the way they are. But guess what? These people get stuck in a loop. And they continue to have the same experiences with different faces attached to them over and over again until they get the lesson. So pay attention to that. If you have um, repetitive things that keep coming up, you keep dating the same kind of person, you always get fired from your job at the 90-day point or you can never make it through probation or um, whatever your pattern may be, which is going to be a completely different show altogether as patterns. But once you recognize your patterns, then you might be able to that can help you identify your triggers. You know, okay, I'm always end up doing this. Or at a certain point in time, this always happens to me. This always happens. But if you don't take the time to sit down and reflect, then you're, you're not going to know. You're not going to recognize it. And you'll just kind of keep having whatever repetitive cycle is going on in your life happening. It's like being on a hamster wheel. And just continuously running in the same circle, same circle, same circle. 
like to me that shit is boring you know um and i'm here to expand i'm here to grow and i think if you're here and you happenstance upon this show that you're here to expand and you're here to grow too so uh, maybe do that exercise for yourself, you know, take a week or the next three days and just jot down. And it's important to write it down because, you know, some of us are triggered so often. Hell, we'll forget what happened 10 minutes ago because five people then pissed us off within that 10 minute period. So get yourself a little notepad, like maybe a little pocket, the little pocketbook or you can use the notepad on your phone because most people have smartphones. And if you feel something you and you know when you're irritated. And it's important to do it when it's when you're annoyed, not like oh that made me happy or if you if it invokes an emotion, just jot it down whatever it was, and then after you've done this exercise, go back and look at that list, see how many of the things are the same. You know, reflect on the scenario that was occurring, and from that, you you can gather for yourself without the support of a therapist because honestly, the therapist doesn't really necessarily tell you what to do for those that haven't been to therapy they'll give you some tools they'll make some suggestions for some tools that you can use like this one that i'm suggesting to you but the work is up to you you're doing the work it's up to you to sit there and 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 feel whatever it is that you have to feel to do this work and your emotions are wonderful and tanny you know they're the best way to help you know um that something occurred that meant something to you. If you don't feel anything about it, then hey, it's probably not that big of a deal. But if you felt something, whether it's joy, rage, pain, anger, embarrassment, jealousy, envy, resentment, hey, you need to sit with just just observe it a little bit. Just look at it for a minute. So I recommend you do this exercise, even if you just did it for one day. Two weeks is a long time. One day, and just see what comes up. What what irritates you. One thing that for me that triggers a trigger for me, I'm gonna just wrap up real soon with this, but just as an example, um, are when people don't use a turning signal. <laughs> it sounds simple and trivial, but that bothers me. Well, why does it bother me? You know, so once I have this list, now I can start to ask myself, why does that bother me? Why do I give a damn if the person in front of me or the person that's coming on coming towards me use a turning signal? Well, to me, it lacks courtesy. So it stops me from knowing how to respond to a situation. The car, you know, me being the car behind the person that didn't use the signal. You know, so if you just abruptly turn right and I'm doing a certain speed, not anticipating you turning right, you know, that can cause an accident. That could be unsafe for me. I might have to pump my brakes unnecessarily, you know, or or worse, hell, I might hit you. You know, same thing with oncoming traffic. So to me, it just lacks courtesy. So why is that important to you? Well, courtesy is just important to me. You know, it's not important to all people. Again, this is my own personal thing that I had to analyze for myself. But I did recognize like, oh, why didn't they turn the blinker on? Why do we have blinkers? I remember that song that um, uh, Will Smith had years ago where he's like, you saw my blinker, bitch. I mean, I used to love that song. Sometimes I still would scream it out. When somebody, when I'm driving down the street, um, it was, it was a great song for those that, uh, it's an old song. I think it came out in the nineties or something like that, but I used to really, really love that song. Um, and again, because it lacked courtesy and it could create a potentially unsafe situation. 
So safety is important to me. So you see how you can just kind of keep peeling layers off and peeling layers off and peeling layers off until you get down to what the root of it is. So really the root is safety is important to me. It's even more than it being courteous because I pulled another layer off of it. So once you start to take this time and dig into yourself and have more understanding of yourself, you can share that information with a partner. So many of our relationships are toxic and trash because we don't know one how to talk to each other, but we don't even understand ourselves enough to be able to explain ourselves to another individual. And communication is the key with all relationships, business, professional, um, and personal. Communication is the key. And knowing how to effectively communicate is the second key. That's the top lock. One's the bottom lock, one's the top lock. You want to effectively communicate. You don't want to just be running your mouth and not be understood and not be heard. But if you don't understand your damn self, you cannot explain it to anybody else. So with that being said, I'm going to wrap it up. You guys have plenty to reflect on and think about. Please uh, share this this podcast with anybody that you feel may be um, may benefit from it. Because the other piece I see is uh, being constantly offended or being so easily offended all of the time um, just gives people too much control over your well-being. So once you recognize it, you can make the adjustments that you need to make to prevent this from happening. So I'm your host, Aisha Nicole, AishaNicole.com. Check out my site for any upcoming events or retreats that might be going on and listening to um, previous podcasts that are on there. I'm committed to continuing to bring you the information, um, to bring you the guests that I think will help us transform just so we can live the best lives possible and go in the go in the direction of joy so have a great day or evening wherever you are and um, congratulations in advance on doing the work peace